Welcome back to Belly Dance Talk Radio. And this week, I thought I would tackle a little bit of a big topic. So the topic is improv. So improvisation in belly dance. Everyone has their different opinions on improv. Is it scary? Is it awesome? Um, is it all you want to do? Or is do you totally not want to improv ever? I know a lot of people are scared of improv. Improv to me is the essence of belly dance, really. I feel improv is one of the most important things in belly dance, and I think all belly dancers really should be able to improv to live Arabic music or even a recording they throw on. Um, So that might get some people riled up, but I do believe that improv is a super important thing, and I think belly dancers, you know, I just feel belly dancers should have had that experience at some point, improving to an amazing live Arabic band. And I know it's not possible for everyone, but I'm going to tell you some ways you can get that experience, even if you're not a professional dancer out at clubs dancing to a live Arabic band every Saturday night or something, because not everyone is going to go there. Some people, that's not their path, and that's fine. But I do think it's a really important thing if you're doing traditional belly dance, just to have that um, Arabic connection and the musical connection and just play with the dance a bit, rather than just learning choreographies and being very technical and all that stuff. Because I feel like if you're very technical and you only know choreographies, you never improv, stuff like that, I feel like the heart of belly dance can sometimes not be there in my mind. This is just my own humble opinion. (laughs) So whether you agree or not, please listen on and let me know what you think. So just a little bit about me. I have done all the improv and all the live band stuff. Now I don't. And I really, the other night I was out at uh, an event actually photographing it, Cairo Nights, and I heard an amazing Arabic band. Most of them were the people who played at my wedding, actually. <laughs> so it was a bit of a reunion. So I heard this amazing Arabic band and I had to throw my camera down and just dance a song. I threw it up on Instagram, so some of you might have seen it. But yeah, just live Arabic music is just so amazing. And I feel like if you're not feeling it, you gotta feel it. You really gotta listen to it more. You gotta go out and see live Arabic bands. You gotta dance to them. It doesn't mean you have to perform to them. Maybe you're just out having a good night out at an Arabic place that has an amazing Arabic band. So please, 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 as belly dancers, I think we need to support live Arabic music and learn to improv to live Arabic music, okay? I think it's a huge part of this art form. Don't be afraid of it. I'm going to tell you some ideas about what I think you can do. See, back in the day, I was telling you about my background here. Back in the day, we didn't have workshops on how to dance to live Arabic music. We didn't have the internet, really. Um, I'm going way back. I'm, I'm an oldster here. So, We didn't have any of that stuff. And now everyone now has such amazing resources. We have teachers teaching workshops and classes on how to dance to live Arabic music. And they have the bands there. Um, We have, you know, 
haflas and special nights with bands. We have restaurants with live bands, all that stuff. And we also have the internet, which is amazing. A lot of people have written about how to get better at improv to live music. There's YouTube videos, I'm sure. So do some research if you want to delve deeper into this topic after hearing this radio episode. So basically I started out, I didn't have any of that. I had an amazing teacher who just kind of threw me out into dancing to a live band. So I was barely a soloist. I I hadn't even really done too many shows to pre-recorded music. One of my first professional gigs was dancing to a live band at an Arabic restaurant. Um, Luckily, she escorted me. She took me. I was very young. She took me there and she kind of told me what was going to happen quickly in the car on our way up there. And then, you know, I just got out there and I did two 20 minute shows. I thought they were the worst thing ever. I was like, oh my God, I'll never dance again. That was awful. I don't think I can ever dance to live music ever again. But of course the next week I was back out there (laughs) and you know, I started out, I was pretty bad. I probably did hip kick for 20 minutes, but you know, it was a start. And then I went from there and I was probably a pretty bad improv dancer for a year or two. Um, but I did it every Saturday and that's just the way it was. It, It wasn't so competitive out there. There weren't so many dancers. There wasn't so much information. You didn't need to be, you know, an amazing improv dancer to get a show at a restaurant with a live band. So, I mean, I'm so lucky I grew up in that belly dance world. This belly dance world is a little more daunting, definitely. I know some of my students dance at restaurants and stuff like that, and they feel they need to be a pro before they even set their foot on that stage. So that's hard. It's hard to get to be a pro without um, being able to practice something. (laughs) So, um, I guess that's why we have the workshops. We have the YouTube videos, but nothing, nothing, nothing is quite like actually doing a 20 minute show to a live band to get that practice. But it's hard because people feel they need to be good before they do that. So I would say if you can get a show at a restaurant and just wing it, I would say always go for that. Never be scared to do it. I mean, you can be scared, but still feel the fear and do it anyways, right? Because every show you do is going to make you a better improv dancer. And I mean, that happened with me totally. So now I only like improv, really. I'm really bad at choreography. I've talked about that a few times on here. Uh, remembering choreography. I love choreographing things for other people, but then to remember it for myself and perform a choreography and stick within the confines of a choreography is quite difficult for me. And I love, I really love improv. I love hearing a band and just you know, dancing. So I'm going to give you some tips. Let's get on to some tips. I'm just going to, you know, talk on and on about a few tips that I think will help you become a more confident improv dancer. So first of all, there's practice. You can practice obviously at shows. (laughs) Okay. So you can practice doing shows to the live band, but if you want to get better before those shows, here's a few ideas. One is taking a workshop, obviously, with someone about live bands. That's good. It can set everything out there. I sometimes put them on. I know quite a few people in my area put them on. I'm sure in all the big areas, belly dancers put on uh, how to dance to live music workshops. Those are invaluable, and I definitely... um, 
recommend taking one of those as a jumping off point. Another thing is you can just put on music and dance to it. So put on some sort of Arabic music, just put on the first song on a playlist or do a kind of shuffle your playlist and just dance to it. And you can start small. You can start by just dancing to it and not thinking too much of it. You know, just dance around to it. It might not be good. It might not be too interesting, but just try it out. Next, I would think about doing, you know, four of one step and four of another and four of another and try and mix it up. So try and get more than just one or two steps in there. I don't want you counting the whole time. Obviously that kind of defeats the purpose of improv, but just realize some people um, aren't from musical backgrounds, realize that the music has, has counts and that your steps should kind of change at the same time. So you can follow the drum, you can follow the melody, you can figure it out for yourself. And, and looking into some music YouTubes or instructional things can help you too. So just having a basic idea of music, um, Arabic instruments, and just how it's all put together, stuff like that can help you and make you feel a little more educated on the topic and ready to dance to that Arabic music. Another thing is going out to Arabic clubs. So going out to places that have a belly dancer already and have a band and all that stuff. So go and see your local Arabic bands. Uh, most big cities will have an Arabic nightclub or restaurant or venue, maybe a shisha lounge that has a live Arabic band, even if it's a small band, a big band, whatever it is, go out with your, you and your dance friends, go out and dance the night away and really be thinking about it, you know, feel the music and think about what you would be doing if you were doing a show to that music. So you have practice at home to pre-recorded music Practice at classes and workshops that deal with that topic of dancing to live music or improv and practice at clubs or parties that have live Arabic bands. And of course, there's practicing during your performance, uh, getting better as you perform more and more and you'll feel more and more confident. I was like crying and upset about my shows for probably the first month or so of doing live Arabic music and I look back at videos from that time in my life and I was a pretty bad dancer to live music. <laughs> I was a bit of a mess but you know what they kept having me back luckily which is awesome. Um, I don't know if that would happen in this day and age because there's a lot more belly dancers now and a lot more amazing belly dancers now that I don't know if they'd have this 16 year old girl who didn't know what she was doing. But um, I was lucky enough to be brought up in belly dance in that time. And I really, really uh, progressed as a dancer because I was dancing a few shows every Saturday to live music. And it was amazing live music. And it was just wow, like what a great opportunity I had. So I have my teacher to thank for that, Yasmina Ramsey, and just the time I was in, right? It was a, a time when there, it was, there, the belly dance market wasn't oversaturated. There weren't a million belly dancers in amazing costumes and being amazing at improv and all that. Um, there were a few great dancers, my teacher included, and then there were people like me, kind of the sub coming in and, you know, when the really good dancer didn't want to dance, I was there. <laughs> so just taking those opportunities can be, you know, really helpful for you 
developing your craft. But I do understand these days dancers are scared to go do shows because they don't want people being like, oh, she sucked, you know, if you've never improv. But you do need to get out there at some point. So definitely just take the plunge, I say, and you will get better as you go. Start small. Sometimes, you know, just dancing around your house to different music, that's a good good thing. Try using one movement through a whole song and just getting variations of it. So maybe you're just going to do an undulation or belly roll and just try doing big ones, small ones, fast ones, slow ones, changing levels, moving one step throughout a whole song. And just really, this will help you kind of express the music through movement. And that is just changing your movement according to the music right? You can do this really well with Taksim, but you can do it with other things too. Also try improving drum solos. That's a hard one. I still struggle sometimes with drum solos and that could be a whole topic on its own on the radio. So drum solos, how do you do them? You know, it's usually four of the same beat. So the first beat I listen to it and I hear it and I think about what I'm going to do. And then the next three I do it. So I kind of shimmy hearing this first one. And then the next three, I know are going to be the same if you have a nice drummer (laughs) who sticks to things like that. Some drummers are all over the place and they're a little more tricky, but usually it's four of the same thing. So you kind of have that as framework. What else you can do to help all your improv, your drum solo improv, or your just music improv is having some combos ahead of time in your mind. So you know, like some of the, some of the combos I teach on my YouTube mini instructionals or my Instagram mini instructionals, those are great. You know, like a sit, sit, kick, sit, kick, or like a drop, drop, backwards hip, body wave, head roll, something like that. Just so you can throw something interesting. Maybe you're just doing hip kick for a while and then you throw in something to catch a beat. And I think if you're doing shows going over a A lot of people tell me they do a show and they were stuck doing one or two steps the whole show. And I know that feeling. I've done that many, many times. (laughs) The shimmy crossover was my best friend. It just was there the whole show. But before shows, what I used to do is I would just go through like 20 different steps. So they'd be fresh in my mind before going on stage or before practicing. Just drill like 20 different steps or 10 different steps that you want to get in that show. And then your body, your, your muscle memory will remember that and be like, oh yeah, I just did that. So like hip kick, undulate, walking circle, Maya, backwards figure eight, a little combo you want to throw in, like do all those things in the change room backstage or whatever. (laughs) And uh, then go out on stage and hopefully your body kind of remembers some of those just so you don't go blank and have you know, one or two steps, which will happen. That's fine. Just dance through it. What are you going to do? Right. Another tip I like to give people when they're starting with improv. And I think this is kind of the opposite of what we were just talking about having only one step. I think often people stress and they, people do this in choreography too, when they're choreographing their first few dances, don't do too much. So people get stressed when they're beginners and they're like, oh my gosh, I got to entertain everyone and make it exciting. And they put too much in, right? So it will be like two, two of this and two of that and two of that. And I'm going from one step to the next step all quickly. I think really in belly dance, it's important to take your time and really milk that step for what it's worth, right? So don't do a second of this and a second of that and a second. It's all frantic. 
Um, unless you're doing like a drum solo, it's supposed to be frantic maybe, but it's so powerful when someone just stands there and does, you know, a really slow belly roll or something or a really slow backwards figure eight, or even it might not be slow, but you just repeat one step. You look at all the old stars like Negofwad, Fifi Abdu, Suher Zaki, all the stars from, from before that everyone loves, loves, loves did not do a thousand steps in a row right? They do, you know, like 30 counts of one step. If you watch those old videos, you'll see there's only a few steps in there. So don't stress. It's kind of the opposite of what we were just talking about, not having enough to do. You got to strike that balance of having enough interest and combos and stuff, but not having too much that you lose your audience. Because to us, we know all these steps, yes, but to a normal audience that you're losing them if you're doing too much, right? So, you know, show them a step for a while, let them take it in, let them take you in doing it. And then, then you can switch to another when the music tells you and really listen to that music. So a lot of people, they're so stressed about improving and entertaining and all this. One thing I would say, and it's hard, it's easy to say, but hard to do is listen to the music. Even when you're just at home practicing, just listen, listen to the instruments, listen to the beats, listen to the music. And this took me years. I'm still working on this after over 20 years in belly dance. So it can be tough, but it's something to start working working on right from the start and that's listening to it and letting your body respond to the music rather than forcing something out of your body and not really listening to the music and not letting the music tell you what to do and I know it sounds abstract like let the music tell you what to do but really in the end 20 years later I'm telling you this is what it's all about this is what's going to make you a powerful belly dancer listen to that music even if you're just sitting there really taking it in listening and then slowly letting something come out of your body when you're working on your improv so even till this day I'm working on that I'm working on not rushing and not being ahead of the music and not predicting the music and that's something you really need to do when you're dancing with a live band because you can't predict it Another thing I would say, you can listen to a lot of renditions of one song. So maybe you pick Gen Al Hawa or something, Bintel Sultan, some song that's very, very popular that bands will play. Listen to many, many different versions of it. So you're ready for anything because you, this is what I'm talking about here. You can't tell what the band's going to do. The band might play it differently than what you heard on your computer the day before. So listen to different renditions and be ready for anything, but also listen to the band that's playing. Just listen and let it move you. You don't move the band. You don't tell the music what's going on. The music is telling you as a dancer what to do. So be a little slower. Be a little behind the music rather than in front of the music is always a good idea. That's a deep thought, but take it in. Think about listening to the music before you make a decision about what step you're going to do. And it can be hard. I mean, it leaves you feeling vulnerable. You're out there without a plan. You can have a little bit of a plan, like some ideas and some combos if you want. You might know some music. You might ask the band for a certain piece. That's fine, but it might not be played exactly as you heard it. it might have different beats in places you had never heard them. And don't let that throw you off, whether you catch the beat or you don't. I mean, I'm always like, yeah, I nailed that 
that part of the song or yeah but then there's some parts where I'm like oh shoot I went for something and it wasn't there or and that's that's not listening to the music right so don't beat yourself up if something goes wrong and you don't quite get one part no one's going to notice but you probably and maybe if your teacher's watching <laughs> that can be stressful but no one's going to really notice these little things just keep a good face Hold your head up high. Look confident. That's another big thing. When you're performing to live music, you got to just fake it till you make it and look confident in what you're doing. Just act like you know what you're doing. I mean, act like you know what you're doing until you do. And that's definitely something you need to do throughout your belly dance career. Of course, you can get help. Of course, you want to practice. You want to get better. You might want to ask some musicians for some tips. You might want to, you know, befriend a musician and get together and work on some things, stuff like that. But definitely act when you walk into a place and you're about to do a show. Don't look all confused and like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Just walk in there. You know what you're doing. You're going to do it. And, you know, you will as you do more and more shows to improv. You will. Now, if you're not doing shows and you're not planning on dancing at Arabic nightclubs, it's not for everyone. I understand that. I still, still I really, really recommend going to these venues, going and being a part of this culture and the music. It really will change your dance. It changes where your dance is coming from. Even I'm surrounded, I mean, I'm married to an Arab, so I'm surrounded by Arabic parties, Arabic music, Arabic language, everything dancing at home parties, all the girls dancing, everything you hear about. I am surrounded by that and I feel privileged. It's amazing. It's so amazing. And I think people in some small way have to get that into their life. If they're going to be a serious belly dancer, whether you're performing or not, if you want to really understand the depth of belly dance and, you know, its whole background with the Arabic traditions and language and music and everything, then I think you need a little bit of that in your life. And this could be a whole topic for another episode, maybe getting that Arabicness into your life, kind of, <laughs> because I have a lot of tips on that, because I've kind of thrown myself into that world somehow in many ways. <laughs> um, but yeah, so a good way to do it, though, is to go regularly to Arabic clubs where they have live music and the whole Arabic community out partying and dancing and just having a good time. Smoke some shisha, have some food, have some dips and falafel, <laughs> kofta, and just take in the whole culture, dance to the Arabic music cheer on that belly dancer who's working on her improv in the show maybe it really bothers me when belly dancers just ignore that whole aspect of belly dance because i feel like it's it really is the foundation of everything right so try not to ignore that you know go out you're going to see it's an amazing world out there of arabic music culture dance everything and maybe i'll do an episode all about that but this episode was about improv i hope some of these tips helped you practice at home practice in a workshop practice out partying at clubs practice in your performance Start small, you know, try one movement to a song, try just having fun with a song, and then start thinking about little combos and ideas you could put 
in any song, listen to a lot of Arabic music and different renditions of the same popular songs, right? So, you know, there's certain songs you'll always hear, Gan al-Hawa, Bint al-Sultan, But When I Speak, I'm trying to think of more, I should have prepared. <laughs> oh, there's so many. I've done some radio shows about Arabic songs you need to know, so maybe look back at those. They're in earlier episodes of Belly Dance Talk Radio, me and my husband talking about, uh, I think, like the top Arabic songs a belly dancer needs to know and the top Saidi songs a belly dancer needs to know. So if you want to look back, that's in an earlier episode of Belly Dance Talk Radio. So check that out. But you can find out. I'm sure if you just do a Google search, you'll find out what are the most important Arabic songs to know. Uh, things like, I guess, all Um Kasum things like uh, Liza Fakir and Fakaruni and... Anna Fantasaric. There's so many. The other points were don't do too much. I mean, obviously, you don't want to do one step or two steps through a 20 minute show. You want to do more than that, have a little more interest, but don't go crazy and not listen to the music and overdo it. Also, listen to the music. That's one of my biggest tips. Listen to that music. Let the music move you. And of course, go in confident feeling good, you know, even if you're not feeling good, putting on a good face, you are a professional and you can do this. Even if you're not, you know, you need to just, you know what I used to do before going to shows when I was really not very confident and like, oh my gosh, I suck. I'm going to do a live show again at this Arabic place that knows everything about belly dance. What I would do is I would pump up before that show. I'd pump up by watching Fifi Abdu. It was always her. Watch Fifi Abdu do some live Arabic shows <laughs> over in the Middle East. I had these old video tapes. Yes, I'm that old. VHS. I'd watch my, my VHS tapes of Fifi and she was just such a big personality and just so carefree and so fun and I thought I'm gonna go do this here I go and I was no Fifi definitely <laughs> back then but you know it gave me kind of confidence and pumped me up ready to go showed me what I wanted to be doing and gave me ideas I dance along with her before I went out that's what I used to watch as I did my hair and makeup and got ready for these shows so I hope these tips helped you guys uh, let me know if they helped you and if you have any tips that you want to share with the listeners and uh, we'll talk next week on belly dance talk radio see ya i want to hear more from you about belly dance talk radio what do you want to hear who do you want to hear from what do you want me to talk about do you have questions for will the arab guy we'll bring that feature back where you ask him questions about music or culture or dance in general you know from his perspective so let me know what you want to hear you can follow me on instagram at mayada dance that's m-a-y-a-d-a-d-a-n N-C-E, Mayada Dance. Also, check out our Facebook page at Belly Dance Talk Radio on Facebook. Definitely drop me a line if you have ideas, comments, questions, whatever it is, at Mayada, M-A-Y-A-D-A, at Rogers.com. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and give us a five stars if you're loving it and a little review. Thanks for that. And we'll talk next time on Belly Dance Talk Radio.